You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Good afternoon and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Today is Sunday, March 6th, 2022. Coming up on the show today, Star Trek guest star Mitchell Ryan has passed away. Picard adds Star Trek Online starships to its on-screen canon. The Boston Museum of Science is raising money to fund a new statue remembering Leonard Nimoy. And Discovery producer Olatunde Osinsanmi has inked an overall production deal with CBS Studios. My name is Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you on Patreon. To find out more and add your support, head to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, uh, if you're listening to me on the podcast today, you've probably heard this pitch before, but I would like to invite you to come over and join us over on YouTube. We do this show live every Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I cover the news, I do a little bit of Star Trek show and tell, uh, and I cover this week's poll, which I'll get onto in a second. Uh, and, and we do a little bit of chat at the end that doesn't make it into the actual podcast feed, but it's <laughs> mostly because it's me reading the chat and it's dead air. But uh, it is a little bit of fun, so uh, you get a little bit of extra if you come and join us on YouTube. Anyway, uh, before we get going, I just want to remind everybody uh, that all of the things that I talk about today are uh, available on dailystartreknews.com, including links to the original sources, extra pictures, videos, and we do some special articles as well, including this week, the return of T's Trek Trivia Tuesday, which is in commemoration of Women's History Month, or Women's whatever, um, the Women's Month, (laughs) Um, and that is this week, so look forward to that. We've also got History on Wednesday, uh, events on Thursday, and lots of other stuff going on too, so check that out, dailystartreknews.com. So, I promised you guys a poll, and um, (laughs) this week's poll is a reference to a reference to a different television show. So the poll today is, in which starship would you prefer to go on a three-hour tour? And of course, that's a reference to Discovery, which made a reference to um, Gilligan's Island. It's not the first Gilligan's Island reference in Star Trek, uh, but it's the most recent one. So you have your choices. Uh, You've got the Enterprise D, uh, the Discovery, the shuttlecraft Galileo, uh, or the actual USS Minnow. Um, You can interpret which you prefer, whether whether it's just a a genuine three-hour tour or whether it's one that you would get stranded on somewhere and then have wacky adventures with your compatriots. Uh, But, you know, that's up to you. Uh, But once again, we're we're judging which starship would you prefer to go on a three-hour tour in, uh, and you're choosing between the Enterprise D the Discovery, uh, the Shuttlecraft Galileo. Historical? Cramped quarters? It's a choice. Uh, Or the actual USS Minnow, your choice. Uh, Anyway, that poll is running here in the chat today on YouTube. It's also running over on Twitter if you're listening to us later. That's going to run overnight, so you still have some time. Um, We'll check out the results of the poll uh, towards the end of this show, and uh, you can can argue argue with me if you like. So anyway, uh, right. Let's go ahead and get on with the news. And um, sadly, we are starting the week on kind of a downer. And um, this is news that happened on Friday, which we just found out about. So it hasn't hit the website yet. But uh, David has very kindly written this up for it. So I'll I'll read his obituary. um, And that's uh, from Mitchell Ryan, who is um, a Star Trek guest star, among other things. Um, You might know him as General Peter McAllister from Lethal Weapon or as Edward Montgomery from Dharma and Gred. 
Greg, excuse me. You might even know him as Burke Devlin from the original Dark Shadows. Star Trek fans know him, though, as William Riker's estranged father, Kyle, in the Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2 episode, The Icarus Factor. Mitchell Ryan, whose Kyle Riker began to reconcile with his son and also had a bit of a past with Dr. Pulaski, uh, has passed away at the age of 88. According to The Hollywood Reporter, he died of heart failure on Friday, March 4th. Now, Ryan was born in Cincinnati and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, where he was bitten by the acting bug after seeing Warren Oates in Dark of the Moon in 1953. He worked on stage and in television, and he made his film debut in 1958 as Jed Moultrie in Thunder Road, starring Robert Mitchum. Uh, side note, Jerry Harden, who Trek fans know from three episodes between TNG and Voyager, also appeared in that film. Now, Ryan has said that he was also in the running for the role of Jean-Luc Picard. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I was pretty well considered until they ran across that incredible British actor, Patrick Stewart. I don't know how close I came, but I was told at the time I was being considered and it was looking good. Now, he might have missed a shot at the captain's chair, but over the years, Ryan amassed many television and film credits in a genre-encompassing career. He appeared in soap operas and cop shows, comedies, and westerns. He was even a United States Senator in that one episode of The West Wing. For more on the life and career of Mitchell Ryan, head over to The Hollywood Reporter and please join all of us here at Daily Star Trek News in offering our condolences to his family and friends. Uh, thank you once again uh, to David for a really great write-up. Um, he, do, he does a really great job of those, uh, remembering those uh, Star Trek stars who have passed. All right. Let's move on to some more current events. Um, uh, I'm sure most of you probably are aware that we had two episodes of Star Trek that came out this week. So we had the premiere of season two of Star Trek Picard. Also, uh, uh, episode, what are we up to, 11 of season four of Star Trek Discovery. And that hasn't happened since the 90s. So it was a pretty big week in terms of uh, Star Trek uh, episodes. And I'm not even talking about that today. I don't, I don't do episode reviews or anything like that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I do want to mention Star Trek Picard because if you remember back to this show last week, I mentioned that uh, a couple of Star Trek Online artists were given a little bit of a shout out by production designer Dave Blass um, for Star Trek Picard. And we found out this week uh, what that was all about. So there was a special live stream late, uh, on, late on Wednesday night um, to coincide with the premiere of Star Trek Picard. Uh, and as we had kind of hoped, uh, what we get is Star Trek Online ships are now canon in Star Trek Picard. And um, it's just, honestly, as a, as a person, and I think most of you know by now, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek Online. That is such a, a wonderful endorsement of the quality and the um, just the sort of lasting impact that Star Trek Online has had um, to the Star Trek community as a whole. It's a great honor for those artists, and I think it also really legitimizes that game, which is wonderful. Uh, so here's what uh, Dave Blass had to say about the inclusion of those ships in the show. He said, it's been such a great honor working with the STO people because they are passionate people who know Star Trek design. They know how to design a Federation starship, and it's so important both to me and the fans to work with collaborators who can capture the nuance of these ships down to the last detail. They made my life so much easier, and we got to use the best possible ships on Picard. 
it's going to be an amazing experience for all of the fans. And of course, Thomas Maroney, who's the associate art director at Star Trek Online, um, he said about the experience, as a childhood fan of Star Trek and Star Trek ships, I've spent my life fascinated with the incredible machines that boldly took our heroes into the final frontier. Now, thanks to our collaboration with Picard, I can say that the starships my team has created for Star Trek Online are now part of the larger Star Trek canon. It was an incredible honor for us to contribute to the larger Star Trek universe, and we were thrilled to see them in action on Picard last night. Um, so well done, well done to the team at Star Trek Online, well done to all the fans and all the players that have kept that game going um, and, you know, for, for so long. It's really a wonderful, wonderful achievement, and particularly for Thomas, because he's such a wonderful person. If you've ever met him in real life, he's a regular at STLV um, and started out as a fan doing fan pieces for Star Trek Online in the forums and uh, to have this part of his career just blossom in this way is really, really wonderful. So congratulations, Thomas. If you are interested in finding out more about how this whole thing happened, in particular Thomas's story where he went from basically a fan doing fan art up to an associate art director for the game, um, then they've actually produced uh, a little mini documentary. It's, it's under 15 minutes, it's a really quick watch, but it kind of takes you on that journey from start to now. Uh, there's some really interesting history in there about Star Trek Online. Um, there's uh, <laughs> some nostalgia. If you have been playing Star Trek Online for a while, you'll recognize some of the old graphics and old NPCs. Um, and then it just talks about that journey. And um, it's, it's a really wonderful uh, little mini documentary that they've put together. That is available on Star Trek Online's YouTube channel. I will also make sure that we link it down below here so you can pop over there and watch it. Um, once again, well done to Thomas and the rest of the team. Well done to the whole Star Trek Online team. Uh, and uh, go and watch the premiere of Picard. Um, it's worth it. All right. Next up today, we're switching gears a little bit. Um, so this is kind of an update on a story that we brought you, I want to say, last year. The Boston Museum of Science is planning for a, a statue memorial for Leonard Nimoy. Um, we're just past the seventh anniversary of his passing. Um, and uh, his uh, Leonard Nimoy's daughter, Julie Nimoy, has added um, sort of an incentive for people to uh, help contribute to the fund that's going to get this statue built at the Boston Museum of Science. And of course, Boston, uh, Boston is where Leonard Nimoy is uh, from originally. So they're trying to raise a million dollars, and currently they're up at about 30000 I want to say. Uh, but uh, Trek Movie brought us the story last weekend that Julie Nimoy has added a, a necklace, which is uh, the necklace with the Vulcan hand salute, that has been flown in space on a Blue Origin flight last December. It's authenticated and everything. Um, and that is going to be given as a prize to uh, donors of $5 or more starting from March 26th, I believe, onwards. So there's more details and you can find the link on how to donate. That's all over at trekmovie.com. And of course, I'll leave the link down below in the show notes here. Uh, if you didn't know that there was a fundraiser, please go and check it out. Consider contributing to it because it's a really great looking memorial, I think. Um, and also, if you are um, in the market for a really uh, rare and unique piece of memorabilia, that could be yours too. 
So speaking of um, memorabilia, merchandise, we actually have two new things that uh, are coming out uh, later this year. They're not available yet, but, and I try not to like <laughs> announce absolutely everything that comes out as a piece of merchandise because I don't know if you've noticed, but Star Trek merchandise, there's a lot of it right now. But I try to bring you ones that I think are gonna be cool and you're gonna be interested in. The first one is, um, Trek Core brought us this news. Um, this is from QMX, who, uh, QMX are the ones that make the really awesome uh, replica badges with the magnetic backs, which anybody who's a cosplayer uh, will tell you that they're the best badges. Uh, so QMX is coming out with a new line of what they call paper craft um, starship models. Uh, the, the line is called Craftworks with a Q. Um, they're actually not paper craft, they're, it's, a, it's a lightweight foam core. And I don't know if you remember, I, I showed you some um, balsa wood um, kits before. Uh, this is similar to that, but it's the foam core and you put it all together. And there are seven different ones of those that are coming out later this year. Uh, there's a Constitution class Enterprise, a D7 battle cruiser, a refit Enterprise, the USS Reliant, Klingon Bird of Prey, Enterprise D, uh, the Crossfield class, Discovery, and the USS Cerritos. Um, they're still really early in the stage. You, if you want to see the renderings of what they're going to look like, go to TrekCore. Um, but definitely you'll want to either pre-order them or bookmark them. They're coming out in Q3 of this year, so just in time for Christmas. And they look like a really, like really cool kits to put together. They're full color and everything like that. So check that out. And QMX obviously is a really great brand. The other one that I'm extremely excited about is there's a new idol game. <laughs> so, okay, we have several Star Trek mobile games, um, which I don't play any of them, so I can't, <laughs> I can't say. There's even one on Apple Arcade. Um, what we are missing is a really good um, idol game. We had, uh, if you remember, Trexels, which I don't believe you can even get anymore. That was kind of fun, but it was super um, time-gated. So if you passed a certain point, it, you really had to wait a long time for everything. So I, I didn't play that one very much. Anyway, um, there is a new game coming out soon uh, from the Canadian company Eastside Games, and it's, <laughs> it's called Star Trek Lower Decks, the Badgy Directive. Um, and here's what the game description currently reads on the Google Play Store. Uh, it's the official Star Trek Lower Decks idle game. Finally, after yet another tedious duty roster, the Lower Decks crew of the USS Cerritos is ready to party at a Zebulon Sisters concert. Tendi's even more excited as this will be her first choo-choo dance. But first, they need to get through routine training exercises on the holodeck, which Boimler has been entrusted to organize. Boimler, with power, when has that ever been good? Now, impatient to get to the dance, the crew try and end the simulation only to find the Cerritos computer has been hijacked by rogue AI Badgie, of course. He's locked them in the holodeck and deactivated all safety protocols, so now Boimler, Tendi, Rutherford, and Mariner must work through Star Trek stories, both familiar and new, so they can return to the real world. But be careful, if they don't succeed, they'll die for real, and even worse, they'll miss the party. So uh, this is supposedly an idle game. I haven't played it. It's available now in selected countries. I want to say like 
Australia. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, if you go to Star Trek Lower Decks mobile game dot com, uh, and of course I'll leave a link for that, uh, you can sign up to get um, a notification and get kept in the loop of of what's all happening. You can go and see the listing in the Google Play Store now. I haven't checked in the App Store, um, and when that's available, you'll be able to download it and play it. Um, I'm really excited because I love an idle game. Uh, I'm hoping it's. Um, I'm hoping it's a lot of fun, but you should uh, check that out. Um, this is not a new company, by the way. Um, ESGG has done, if you've heard of any of these, uh, uh, the licensed games, Archer, Danger Phone, uh, It's Always Sunny, The Gang Goes Mobile, and The Office, Somehow We Manage. They've also done um, the Australian gaming company, Mighty Kingdom, who they're partnering with. Um, has done other licensed properties before, so it's not you know completely out of nowhere. But um, there's no uh, there's no date currently yet. Uh, it just says coming soon, and like I said, it's out in limited markets at the moment. All right. So very quickly, I just want to talk about some businessy business stuff, and then I've got um, reminders, and then we'll get onto everything else. There's a lot to get through this week, and I'm not even talking about the new shows. It's just a lot happened, so bear with me. All right, uh, so uh, for those of you who uh, are interested, Olatunde Osinsanmi, who started out as a, dis uh, a director on Discovery and is now an executive producer on Discovery, has just inked an overall deal with CBS Studios. Um, according to Deadline, it's a multi-year overall deal for development. Um, and of course, he's a really accomplished director and producer at this point. He's already got um, his first project under the new contract is already underway. So you'll probably hear about that soon. It's called, uh, it's a science fiction drama called Myth. I believe they're starting to uh, produce that now. Um, but it's a really good endorsement, again, of, uh, uh, of his credentials and his skills as a director. And I think everybody knows that he's been a real benefit to Star Trek Discovery. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. Uh, you can find more about that uh, over at Deadline. It gives more details about the entire overall deal. So, right. That's businessy business stuff. And now I have two reminders. Number one. I think I told you last week very quickly about the immersive experience, 10 Forward, the experience, the pop-up event that's coming to LA in the next couple of weeks. I believe it starts on the 10th of March. Um, there are limited tickets left. So if you are thinking about doing it, if you're on the fence, get in there quick because the a lot of the dates are sold out and some of the sittings only have a few tickets left. So if you are, are, are thinking about it, stop thinking about it and go book your tickets. <laughs> I will be there on the 14th um, and hopefully take some pictures and share some things with you guys on social media too. So it should be tremendous amount of fun. If you've seen, I'm hoping it's down that back alley, like in the, in the pilot, or not the pilot, the premiere. Uh, if you've seen the premiere of Picard, um, it's a cool looking place. Anyway, uh, the, the, the last one that I wanted to draw your attention to is uh, I actually got invited to be on a BBC Radio Berkshire uh, this week on Wednesday, I think, on Wednesday, uh, to talk about Star Trek and the fandom and daily Star Trek news and the new Star Trek show. Uh, so go and check that out. It was Phil Kennedy's show on the 2nd. I'll put a link down uh, in the show notes so you can go and listen to that. Um, we talked about Pancake Day. We talked about, you know, uh, what makes Star Trek cool. 
uh, what's happening with the um, with the movies and it was just a nice conversation. So go and check that out. And thank you to Phil Kennedy and BBC Radio Berkshire for having me on. All right, that's it. That's news. <laughs> Whew, gonna take a little bit of breath. Um, and yeah, so this is the part of the show where I like stop and try to breathe because I've been talking so fast. Uh, this is also the part of the show where I remind you that uh, you guys are the ones who keep me going. So thank you. Uh, if you would like to contribute to the show, if you'd like to help keep us going, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, the address for that is patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. We have options from a dollar a month or about $10 a year you can support us. Um, and everything that you do helps us out. Um, also, before I get into show and tell here in a second, please don't forget to vote in the poll. There's one here uh, in the YouTube live chat. And if you don't like the results here, you can go over to Twitter and <laughs> make your voice known there too. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, once again, we're, we're, we're looking at which ship you would like to get stuck on a three-hour tour in. Should be fun. All right. Show and tell today. Um, okay, so I actually, <clears throat> fun behind the scenes information, I was going to show you a book. I'm going to show it to you next week because as I was uh, rereading over my notes and I was um, watching through the uh, little documentary that the Star Trek Online folks made about um, Thomas Maroney, I remembered that I actually have a Star Trek Online ship, kind of, I think. So let me tell you the story behind this. So uh, a lot of you know that I used to be on a show called Priority One, also on the, on the Roddenberry Podcast Network, and we did a lot of Star Trek news, uh, Star Trek Online news. Uh, that's where working with Priority One is where I met most of the people that I know from Star Trek Online. And before I started this show back in 2019, we actually had a visit up to... Um, Los Gatos, where uh, Cryptic Studios is, and we met, went to the, the offices and met everybody there. And while I was there, I picked up um, a 3D printed Starship, which you can actually get your own. I don't know if most of you know this. Uh, if you're regular Star Trek Online players, you probably do. But you can actually get your own 3D printed Starship through, through a company called Gameprint, who I think have been bought by somebody else. But uh, if you look up Star Trek Online 3D printed Starships, <laughs> you can get them. And so they had some prototypes laying around and I snagged one. I don't even know if it's like an actual ship or whether it was just one that they threw together. Um, but here it is. Oh, here. Let's see if we could actually get it to focus. Yes. No. There we go. That's it. Look at that. Um, and these are really cool. They're really good quality. They're not, this one is not hand painted. It's, um, I think it's printed in this col in these colors. I don't a hundred percent remember. This is not a final version, by the way, they're actually better than this. This was like an early prototype or something, but it's very cool. I don't have a stand for it or anything, but it sits on my, uh, dresser, um, you know, next to like my watch bands and my jewelry and stuff, because I think it's cool. <laughs> um, and I really think that, you know, a lot of people would argue that one of the best parts of Star Trek Online, you know, 
not not the stories, which are probably the best part, but you know, outside of that, is is there uh, shipbuilding and ship customization, space Barbie? I mean, there's space Barbie on your ground person, but then there's also space Barbie on your ship. Um, and the fact that you can get these 3D printed for yourself of your own ship is pretty cool. Anyway, so that's that's my um, that's show and tell for this week is the uh, 3D printed Star Trek online starship. That's very cool. All right. So I'm thinking of uh, switching things up today and not forgetting about the poll. <laughs> if you were here last week, you'll know that I forgot. So I'm going to go check over on Twitter. Uh, you guys have a couple more minutes to vote in the poll here on YouTube if you have not done yet. Um, just as a reminder, the question this week is, in which starship would you prefer to go on a three-hour tour? So, let's have a look at Twitter. Wow, okay. I actually kind of thought that people would be pretty well split on this, because you know, if you've been watching Star Trek Discovery, of course, they kind of go on a three-hour tour, and some of the other ones are just kind of funny, right? Uh, but <laughs> no, no, pretty much everybody is choosing the same thing. So currently on Twitter with a with 82.6% of the vote uh, is the Enterprise D, which is probably my choice, if I'm honest, because it's a floating hotel. Uh, in second place, with 8.7% is the USS Minot, which I'm fairly certain is just for comedy purposes. And then tied for last place is Discovery and the Shuttlecraft Galileo. So if you disagree with that, head over to Twitter. You can uh, still affect that for a few minutes. All right, I'm going to end the poll here. I'm waiting for YouTube to tell me the results. Ah, here we are. Okay. What's interesting is that the poll on, on YouTube is a lot closer than it was on, on Twitter. On Twitter, it's pretty decisive that everybody wants uh, the Enterprise D. Here on YouTube, uh, the, the Enterprise D is still the winner, but only with a plurality, 46%. Coming in at second place is Discovery with 26%. The USS Minnow is at 19%. Uh, and still the shuttlecraft Galileo at 7%. Yeah, um, I think somebody said it was a little dangerous. Uh, it's a little cramped in there. <laughs> I think if you had a lot of people for an extended period of time, um, that'd be a bit much. I was thinking of throwing in there, you know, the Reliant might be kind of a mid-sized option or any of the other shuttlecraft, but I thought uh, for historical purposes, Galileo would be um, the most accurate. So... <laughs> Paul Wright in the chat asks, lol, who's cho choosing the minnow and shuttlecraft? I don't know. Somebody who likes, you know, a little bit closer space. Anyway. All right, so that's it for the main show uh, this week. Uh, just a reminder, if you're here on YouTube, stick around. We'll have a little bit of chat um, after I clear up the rest of the show for the podcast people. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, I just want to remind you, 
that everything that happens today uh, is uh, is also available on the YouTube and you can watch it back uh, later if you want to. Um, for those of you on the podcast, we do this every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, that's at youtube.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, you also get to see uh, show and tell, which is a lot more fun when you can actually uh, see what I'm showing you. Uh, anyway, uh, remember, you can find all of this week's stories, including some that I did not cover and some of our sort of special articles like history, trivia, and our events listing. All of that is on dailystartreknews.com. That's also the place that you can sign up for our Daily Star Trek newsletter, <laughs> where you get all of the stories delivered straight to your inbox every day. Uh, sorry, every weekday. I don't want to promise anything on the weekends, uh, but every weekday. And all we take is your email address, so you can check that out. It's completely free. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for listening once again. Uh, this show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and all of the stories today are written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Right. I will be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.